Hey girl, and welcome to the She Calls Her Shots podcast, where we are all about making a bigger impact while learning how to live bolder, brighter, and happier lives. My name is Krista, and I'm a photographer, creative, and an entrepreneur, and I am so excited to navigate through this journey together as we deep dive into creating a life, business, and personal growth journey that we are totally obsessed with. And in this podcast, we are all about real talk and having honest and open conversations as we share insights and tips on how to play a bigger game and live a life that we truly love. So girlfriend, let's make some moves and start working on our dreams. Hey girl, today's topic has me on fire because I know that it's something that we both struggle with and that's perfectionism. I remember being in high school and preparing for my first couple of job interviews, and I remember thinking about the potential questions that they might ask me and how I would hypothetically answer them. And the inevitable question that I always came up with that would be asked was, what are your flaws? And if you've been through a job interview or if you even have been prepping for a job interview, you've probably come across this question in your preparation. And the first thing that I think comes to most people's minds is this idea that, well, my biggest flaw is that I tend to be a perfectionist and I don't like submitting things or finishing things if they're not perfect. Like, can you raise your hand with me if you've also said that at some point in your life? I can tell you right now, I have said that in at least one of my job interviews earlier in my career. And for a long time, I kind of looked at perfectionism as this like surface level thing. And like what I mean by that is I never really took the time to figure out the deeper emotions and the feelings that I was covering up by being what I thought was a perfectionist. Because when you really stop to think about it, perfectionism isn't actually about striving for excellence or having really high standards for yourself. Both of those things are perfectly fine to do. It's absolutely okay to want to excel at something and to have the desire to set you know, a really high standard for how something gets done. But perfectionism is really just a nice and fluffy way that we hide. It's this acceptable way that community or that that people in a community have found of stopping from playing a bigger game. If you're always striving for something that's perfect, you're basically striving for something that is more or less unreachable. And so it's this way and this excuse that we can put on something as to why we haven't finished it because it's not perfect. So in this episode, we're going to talk through what perfectionism really is, where it comes from, and we're going to get real with ourselves in learning to accept that life is just beautifully imperfect. And of course, we're going to talk through some ways that we can start to beat perfectionism starting today. Because girl, I want you to play big. I want you to move mountains. I want you to take on projects and new pieces of work and new opportunities that are going to move you forward in your life and in your career. So I hope you're ready. Let's dive in. So the first thing I want to talk about is really calling out perfectionism and identifying what it really is. And at its core, perfectionism is really just a way of experiencing shame and fear. 
I was listening to a talk recently by Dr. Sasha Hines, and if you haven't heard about her, she's absolutely incredible. She's a positive psychologist, and honestly, her presence and her voice is just so calming. And her nature is just so wonderful to listen to and to be around. So if you haven't heard of her before, I highly recommend looking into her. Her name's Dr. Sasha Hines. And in this talk that I heard of her, she explained how perfectionism at its core is really deeply rooted in shame. And it's this belief and this feeling that we need to come across like we have everything together. And I know that we hear about this, right? Like we talk about this, this this perceived reality that we see on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, we see everybody's highlight reel and everything comes across, everything that we consume feels like it's this perfect product within someone's life. But we all know the reality, right? We all know the behind the scenes is messy. Someone's highlight reel is not the thing that's actually happening in real life. A super perfect and really relevant example of this in my own life recently was when I decided to create this podcast. The old me would have spent weeks or months just researching topics, like not even figuring out ways that I could move forward. I would have gone down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out, I need to create all of my content ahead of time. I need to know that I can do this. I need to research all of the things. I need to be an expert in all of the topics that I'm going to cover. And everything about that stemmed from shame and fear, right? Like if I would have gone down that hole, really what I'm telling myself at my core is I don't think that you're good enough. So you need to go and educate yourself more. You need to research more topics. You need to be an expert. Like you're not good enough for who you are right now in order to make this goal. You need to be better. When in reality, what I chose to do and what I'm, I am quite frankly proud of myself for doing because I don't normally enable myself to do these types of things is I just gave myself permission to learn. I gave myself permission to be a beginner. I accepted the fact that I wasn't going to have it all together. My first couple episodes, you know, might feel clunky and my intro and my outro may not be perfect and I may not choose the perfect song to lean into my podcast. I mean, there's so many things that I could have spent hours or days obsessing over, but instead I just let myself start. And I think for so many of us that that's something that we need to start being comfortable with doing, right? Like, even if we think about this logically for a second, even if I had spent weeks researching, even if I just spent weeks researching one topic, would that have really made me an expert in that topic? Like, I still would have felt, even after weeks of research, that I had more to learn. Because the truth is, we're never going to, like, feel ready. We're never going to get to that place where we feel like we know all of the things and we can plan for all of the potential things that might go wrong. There's always going to be that voice in our head that tells us that we need to learn more. We need to practice more. We need to, you know, put in more time and effort researching and planning and perfecting the right thing to do and the best way to move forward. But in reality, the best way to move forward is just to take the first step. And there's always going to be opportunities for growth, right? More importantly, you have to be able to accept that you are going to try and you're going to fail and you're going to grow. And every time you do something scary that's moving that needle forward and that's bringing you one step closer to your goal, you're choosing to look at perfectionism straight in the face and say, I am overcoming you today. 
truth be told, every time I hit record on an episode, I am always nervous. I, I say always. This is my third episode, right? I'm still sitting here in my chair in my dining room and I'm a little sweaty, you know? Like it's nerve wracking thinking when you're doing something that you're not an expert at and that you're not good at yet. But I'm still choosing to show up because I know that every time I hit record, every time I, you know, record an episode, I release an episode, I'm growing and I'm learning. And more importantly, even if there's one person out there that takes away one thing and can grow and can learn from it, for me, that's a win. So number one, recap, remember that perfectionism at its core, it's not striving for excellence. It's not this belief that we have high standards. What it really is, is this way of hiding and this way of expressing a sh- like a shame and a fear that we have about ourselves. So point number two, I think that we need to get really real with ourselves because sometimes perfectionism feels like a necessary requirement in life. And what I mean by that is we paint a picture that by getting that degree or by taking that course or by reading that book, we're going to be more prepared to start doing that thing that we want to do. And of course, for some things in life, you may actually need to get a degree, right? Like if you're going to school, I mean, you know, to be, if you want to be a nurse, like, yes, you are going to need to go to nursing school and you're going to need to get a nursing degree or to be a doctor or to be a lawyer or any, you know, career that actually does require certain schooling. But girl, if you want to start a business If you want to learn photography to become a photographer, if you want to be a wedding coordinator, if you want to learn how to do floral arrangements, you do not need to keep learning and learning and learning. It's You are going to find a point where you might need to learn a little bit, you know, just in order to like start like kind of to like learn how to get there at all, right? Like there's there's always going to be some research required, but it doesn't mean that you have to keep learning and and keep uh, educating yourself when you feel like really it's just a hiding mechanism. And so maybe you can relate to, to this. I know that this rings very true for me. So those of us with very like perfectionism tendencies, we love to start new things. We love new projects. We love working on something new. But when push comes to shove, we have a really hard time finishing them and seeing them all the way through. And so maybe you can relate to this too, but I like to think of it as, you know, that feeling when you're starting a new class or a new project and you buy new notebooks and, you know, the notebooks have cute designs on them and you, you know, you got a day planner and maybe you got a yearly planner and, you know, there's like inspirational quotes on the cover and we buy new pens and a wall calendar so we can track all of our goals and our progress And we get so dang excited about it that like we literally feel like we're going to explode. Like, can you relate to that at all? I love, there is nothing more than going in to Target. I mean, raise your hand if you're with me. The Target notebook and planner and like office decor section is literally my downfall. I could spend all of my money on one aisle in that store. Right? And we get so excited about this possibility of this new planner is going to be dedicated to this dream. And I'm going to like map out everything that I'm going to do. And I'm going to map out all of my progress and everything that's going to happen. But then inevitably, what happens? You know, there's going to be a day where our notebooks become a little messy. You know, we start to scribble out some things that didn't work, or we skip a few days in our planner, 
or some of the goals that we wrote down on our wall calendar we've already missed and so we have to cross them off or you know if you're super OCD like me you wipe them out with whiteouts so it doesn't like mess up the planner but all of a sudden the shininess of that new project now feels messy and unorganized and we lose all of the motivation that came with it in order to see it through to the end right like Like who can relate to that? I know that for me, you know, you buy this planner and then all of a sudden I've written four pages worth in it and then I don't touch the planner again or the notebook, like whatever it might be. And then all of a sudden I want to reuse that notebook for a new project because let's be real, as much as I want to buy a new notebook, there's no real need to buy a new notebook. So I either have to like rip out those pages or just cross them off, pretend like they don't exist and just start using the planner or the journal for something else. And there's so many times in life where we we set these expectations for ourselves on how something's going to look or how it's going to work. And then when it doesn't happen the way that we hoped it would, we just kind of throw out all the plans. So I think that what we really need to focus on doing and what I have to remind myself to do is as excited as I get about a new project and a new planner, I I equally need to spend time planning for the curveballs, you know, planning for the messiness that's naturally going to come with starting something new. Sometimes it really takes stepping out of your comfort zone in the beginning when you have all of this energy and excitement and really getting real and crystal clear with ourselves on how can I set myself up for success when inevitably something doesn't go the way that I planned. Because let's be real, our house gets messy our journals get messy, our brain gets messy, right? Like everything gets messy and then we have to be able to learn to work through it. So just to recap, just taking some time to planning ahead for the times when things are going to go a little off course and making peace with the fact that our notebook might have pages ripped out and we, you know, set an expectation up front with ourselves that's going to be more realistic. There might be days where we don't show up exactly how we had hoped that we would. But we choose to keep showing up because we know that it's worth it and we know that we're committed to seeing it all the way through. And so lastly, how can we truly beat perfectionism, right? Like let's talk about four things that we can start doing today to empower ourselves to take more risks and to also just enable us and empower us to work towards our goals. So first off, let's just agree to accept that we are never going to feel ready for our next step. We're never going to feel ready. And just by acknowledging that, by, by letting ourselves accept that, we just we take off some of that pressure that things have to be perfect. Again, even relating to these podcast episodes, each episode, you know, I, I have to push past this, this idea that it's going to be perfect because it's so easy for me to get in my head and think that, you know, someone's going to listen to this and maybe it's not going to resonate with them or maybe my point's not going to come across the way that I want it to. And it would be so easy for me to just be like, well, you know what? Mm, that seems risky and I'm just not going to show up. Hey friend, I want to make sure you know about my upcoming free workshop, Seasons of Growth. This workshop is going to be super valuable to photographers that want to learn how to maintain a thriving photography business in the midst of the slower seasons. I know how frustrating it can feel when inquiries aren't coming in, especially when you see other photographers booking out their sessions consistently. This workshop is going to be classroom style and super interactive, meaning that you're going to get real-time coaching from me on how you can create more momentum and visibility inside your business, meaning more inquiries coming in and more booked clients. 
These are the same strategies that I've used to help my one-to-one clients book more sessions, and I'm bringing them all to you during the workshop. You can learn more and save your spot by visiting heykristamarie.com forward slash workshop. I can't wait to see you there. But we're all growing with each episode that I record, with each step that you take towards your goal, you're getting one step closer and you're building that muscle of repetition. So don't feel like you have to show up perfectly. In all honesty, I sometimes feel like the more, I don't like to use the word authentic because I feel like it does get thrown around a lot, but like in reality, the more authentically that you can show up, the more relatable you're going to be to other people. So embrace that sometimes, you know, my my words sometimes get jumbled and I say the wrong thing or, you know, I sometimes can ramble on a little bit on a thought. Because no matter how much effort or time or energy in, we invest in something, there's always going to be ways to improve. And honestly, that's one of the benefits of growth. There's always somewhere to go. Like you have so much potential ahead of you. And thank goodness life isn't structured in a way where we hit a milestone a milestone or a goal and then all of a sudden we think to ourselves well you know I guess I don't have anywhere else to go from here like that would be so boring right like so let's just start accepting that perfectionism is an impossible goal and let's just choose to just let it go Also something that I want you to start doing today and start thinking about is accepting this idea that when you start something new, we're likely going to kind of suck at first, right? And I like to use the analogy of running because I feel like it's something that we can all relate to. So if you're a beginner runner, you're not going to assume that just because you bought really great running shoes and got new workout clothes that all of a sudden now you are, you have all of the materials, so you must you know, easily become a great runner, right? Like we don't expect to sign up for a half marathon within the first month of becoming a runner. We understand that it's all about pace. We build up a maintainable pace every day, little by little. And every day we might go a little bit further and we might hit a little bit smaller of a goal every single day. And eventually, after many months, we might finally feel ready to take the leap and to sign up for the race, but we know that it takes time. And if we rush ourselves or we try to push ourselves too quickly, we risk getting injured. We have to push, push pause on our progress until we can, our bodies can heal. And the same rules apply with any of our goals. We can't expect within the first week of doing something that we're all of a sudden going to be amazing at it. So why do we put that pressure on ourselves? If something doesn't feel right at first, and I don't mean if it doesn't feel like it's the right thing to do, but if it doesn't feel like you're great at it at first, that's okay. Like you're in good company. Here I am on episode three, still feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm stumbling over my words. But you know what? We're showing up and we're building that muscle and we are making an impact. We're making an impact on our lives and we're making an impact on others' lives. So just remember to keep showing up and it's okay to be a beginner. And just quickly along those same lines, I think that sometimes we will put this pressure on ourselves um, to be good at something if it's something that we were good at in the past, right? So, I mean, going back to running, I used to run cross country in high school and I used to play soccer in high school. I did track in high school. I did a lot of running. I also ate a lot of pizza in high school. Ironically, that hasn't changed very much in life. But when I was in high school, I ran a lot. 
And then after I graduated high school, I went to college and, you know, for the first couple months, running was not top of mind for me to do. And all of a sudden I went out one day and I just expected that I was going to be able to run like three miles. Like in my head, I was like, oh, I used to run this all the time. This should be easy. And I... (laughs) had to realize that I was starting from the beginning again, even though I had spent years of my life waking up at like 5.30 a.m. and like going out for a run, all of a sudden now I'm a beginner again. And so remembering that we all go through seasons of life where some muscles might be stronger than others and we might be focusing on something more, you know, than we have in the past, but, but giving ourselves grace to know that when you're starting on something new or you're starting on something again that feels new, it's going to take up time again to build up that muscle. And lastly, before starting anything, we have to have a strong why. Because the reality is that there are going to be days that don't feel fun. And there's going to be days where we don't want to show up. We don't want to put in the work. We just don't feel motivated. And it's on those days when we're going to want to hide and we're going to want to let perfectionism win. And we're going to want to hold ourselves back from progress because we've forgotten the deeper reason of why we need to show up. Because honestly, having an internal motivator for a goal sometimes isn't enough, right? Like just because all of a sudden one day you decide that you want to work out every day and eat healthier, you know, after a week when your motivation is gone, you then need something deeper that's going to actually like get you up and working towards that goal. Because let's be real, right? Like motivate, motivation is fleeting. Sometimes in a moment we'll feel, you know, this excitement and this energy around it. But I mean, how often has that energy lasted like throughout the completion of an entire project? Like for me, I know that that's never happened. So we have to really figure out that deep why of why are we showing up? Who are we showing up for? Who needs us to serve them well today? And it may not even be, you know, for some people, I think they they get caught in this idea of like, you know, for this podcast, for example, it's easy for someone to say, well, yeah, you have a desire to show up because you're, you know, you're speaking to people. And if you're not showing up, they're not going to hear you. But even if you're, you know, in a relationship or you have kids or you, you know, are really close with your family or, you know, you work on a really tight knit team at work, whatever it might be, there are still people in your life that need you to show up and to show up as the best version of yourself. So what can you do for yourself that will help enable you to show up as the best version of yourself, even if it means pushing past that fear and showing up imperfectly. So just as a recap from today, some points to take away, some points that I hope that will hit home for you is remembering that when you start to feel that perfectionism, to identify it as what it really is, and that's shame and fear. Because I think when we can identify it and label it as that, we start to realize that that's not a place of positivity. That's not something that we want to lean into. So taking time to identify that and choosing to move past it. And number two, getting real with ourselves. That as much as we might want to spend time and energy on planning for the excitement and the goal that we have going on, to equally spend time planning for the curveballs and the roadblocks and the things that are inevitably going to happen that are going to kind of show up on our path. And we're going to have to decide how to maneuver them so that we can get back on track. And lastly, just some things to help us move forward is just agreeing that we're never going to feel ready, ditching that idea that we're somehow going to have the knowledge, all of the knowledge that we need, that that's never going to happen, and that we choose to show up as we are right now. Remembering that we're going to be a beginner, and that's totally okay. 
remembering that even if we're starting something that we've done before, we're still going to need some time to rebuild up that muscle. And also just making sure that we have a really strong why to help us keep going on the days when it feels tough to show up. And so I know that perfectionism can sometimes feel like it has a really strong hold on our lives. And if we give into it even a little bit, it can sometimes get to feeling like it's almost paralyzing, but there are ways that we can overcome it and you are completely capable of moving past it. We just have to accept that showing up imperfectly is so much better than not showing up at all. You have got this girl. And I am so happy that we were able to chat about this. And I hope that you know today that I am so dang proud of you. And as always, I am so incredibly grateful that I get to go along with you on this journey. I'll talk to you soon, girl. Thank you so much for listening in and for joining me on this journey. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate you sharing it with your girlfriends or better yet, share it on Instagram and tag me. I would love to personally say thank you and hear what resonated with you the most. As always, I am so excited that we get to figure all of this out together. Until next time, talk to you soon, girl.